0: If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The 7 Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word 7 Habits. That's the number 7 Habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is John Cristani. And John got his start as an entrepreneur online back in 2012. After spending just a few years in corporate America, he realized it was not for him and he began to hunt for ways to make money online. Thankful for us, he figured it out. In fact, he's made over seven figures every year since 2014 without any employees. Get that. So, welcome to the show, John.
1: Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy to go over all this crazy stuff (laughs) I've been working on alone.
0: I love it. Uh, The audience is in for a treat today. This is pretty cool because before we hit record, we talked about this concept of how in one hour a day, you were able to take your business from 3 million to what will happen this year to be maybe about 7 million Mm. with this one hour a day strategy. And I'm not going to talk a lot about it yet because I don't want to spill the popcorn in the lobby, but <laughs> I, wanna, I want people to anticipate here a little bit. But before we do that, give a quick backstory. Tell us kind of how you got here. Take a couple minutes, tell that story, and then we're going to dig right in.
1: Sure. So, I mean, I was like a lot of kids. I was in college and I, you know, I was kind of like partway through and I was like, like, I was like, ah, this isn't really going anywhere. You know, I want to make I want to make some real money. I'm tired of being kind of like a broke weasel, right? so I started finding all these, you know, I read the four hour work week and I started doing all these like business things. And I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to make money. And I started a lot of different businesses for a number of years. And, you know, you fast forward, you know, I, after college, I got a job at a marketing agency and I eventually started my own marketing agency. I would, um, and, and the big thing that made the difference for me was I'd been, I'd been getting clients on the side. So I was making about 6k a month at my marketing agency. And, getting these clients on the side to pay me about 500 bucks a month to manage their uh, Google their Google ads. That's, that was kind of like my skill. And a big change then that helped me quit my job was I started pitching clients at $10,000. So I had to find new people to talk to, obviously. I got two clients. Zoom, you know, fast forward, you know, I quit my job. One of those clients gave me a performance deal. We worked out a performance deal so that I would get a performance bonus if I got an extra business and that performance bonus, which I now realize is called affiliate marketing, ended up being about $75,000 per month over time, right? It took me time to get to $75,000 per month, but I'm a marketing agency, right? I'm an outside contractor and, you know, I'm like 23, 24 years old and, uh, you know, crushing it, you know, ended up getting other clients like that made millions of dollars lost it all, (laughs) starting in a a really stupid business. I, you know, hired all these people, creating a startup, all this stupid stuff I won't go into. You know, I ended up broke at the end of 2016 and started selling just information. You know, I was an expert on affiliate marketing and how it works. So, started that business, you know, no cost of goods sold, right? It's like information. And, you know, made a million dollars the first year, about, I think like 400,000 take home. I paid off my back taxes, which I, owed. you know, like put some, you know, and then, then the next year I did 3 million, 2018, you know, put a mill in the bank. So I was back up and this year we're, we're on track to about seven. So, you know, you know, also very good year, you know, started flying helicopters, you know, all this fun stuff, but I'm, you know, family man. Have two kids, a house in Malibu, like a small, small little ranch. It's about an acre, and I love nature. So you know, I like and I like doing really fun stuff. So that's that's really who I am. Like going to Disneyland. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. So you (laughs) so you parlayed your agency experience in conjunction with your affiliate marketing experience, and you made a business out of what you knew, right? I mean, and then at that point, you know, it's been growing very rapidly. And so, okay, so tell me. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Let me get a little bit micro into the business, right? Well, let me, let me ask you this first. So in an effort to try to break these interviews up a little bit, I mean, I'm close to 190 interviews in and, and oh. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot. Here's a question for you, right? If you, what, let me, let me think here. What's the best question for you? I'm trying to, I want to customize this specific to you because you're, you're a really interesting guy. Okay. So here's, the, here's a question for you. What do you wish you knew before you got started in your own business, right? Cause you were working, you had tried a bunch of different businesses and then you were working yeah. for an agency, but then you finally went off on your own. What do you wish you knew before you got started? If there was one, th- I mean, I'm sure there's tons of things, but what's the biggest thing you wish you knew?
1: everything works, you know, everything works. I know that sounds crazy, but I, in the beginning, in the first four years, I kept doubting myself every step of the way. I'd start a business and like I'd hit one hurdle and then I'd stop it. I'd start another business. I'd hit one hurdle, you know, and then I'd stop it. And if, if I had known that every business out there works, you just have to focus on it and keep going. And the hurdles are what weed out the weak players move beyond the hurdles and you will be successful in business and the bigger the hurdle the more weak players are going to be weeded out and the more profits are going to be beyond that hurdle for you
0: yeah i think you're 100% right i think what you find is that especially with new entrepreneurs you know that that first 18 to 24 months is mm-hmm. that it's like it's like the it's the hazing period, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like trying to get into the fraternity. But if you can get past that, that, that 24-month mark of mm. working in that business every day mm. and hustling, it just gets a lot easier because, again, yep. a lot of the competition disappears. Now, I think that's a really good point. Awesome. All right. So, I know we're going to talk about your strategy for getting customers, so I'm not going to ask you that. But let me ask you this. If you could have any superpower related mm-hmm. to business, mm-hmm. what would it be if you could only pick one?
1: Ooh, Ooh that's a good one.
0: As you think, I'll tell you mine so that you can think. Yeah, 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 tell me. I told you before the interview, writing to me has always been like a homework assignment, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I love podcasting. I'd love to be a better writer. I can write, but it just takes me so long, right? It's Mm -hmm. just, it's such a painstaking process. And I think writing is, is extremely valuable. Even in a world full of video, I still think copywriting and writing and the ability to put the written word down is powerful, but I suck at it.
1: Interesting, interesting. I guess I guess a superpower would be actually if if I was good at like pitching, if I was good at networking, those would be huge superpowers. Like either one of those. And I'm 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 thinking from a basis of there are a lot of businesses. I'm out here in L.A., so I have a lot of friends who have been able to start businesses day one. They're multi million dollar businesses because they raised money. And if I if I was able to start businesses with just Ten million dollars day one at my disposal to figure out how I wanted to do it. I'd be a billionaire. Every business I've started, I've had to scrabble myself from nothing to form a business model. And most of these other businesses, they're 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 good at getting people to invest in them, but they're bad at doing the business model. If I start, if I can start a seven million dollar business starting from whatever I had, a few hundred dollars. If I had ten million dollars, I could. I'm sure I could have a billion-dollar business right now.
0: Yeah, but the bi- but the advantage is this. I will tell you this: you learn a lot bootstrapping a business, right? And the problem is, is when you have an exorbitant amount of cash, if you've never, if you've bootstrapped a business, having capital is powerful. But if you've never bootstrapped a profitable business, having capital can be can be a negative, I think, because they sh- they don't know how to spend it properly, right? And it's not focused on the right thing. So I think that's that's an interesting point. All right, listen, let's dig into today because. This one-hour strategy, I want you to help us unpack this one-hour strategy that you used here in mainly in 2019 to more than double your sales. Unpack that for us because I think people are going to be a little bit surprised, but don't underestimate the power of a very simple concept. Take it away. Sure,
1: sure. So I had, uh, in 2000, in 2018, and just to give you a, a side note, my business, my business spikes are in there's seasonality in my business. I'm selling what's called business opportunity. I'm teaching people how to start their own businesses, be entrepreneurs, you know, work online, do affiliate marketing, etc. And our business seasonality is is January through March, right in the beginning of the year, right? Everybody's got those new year's resolutions, they're going to quit their job, work on their own. And then the other business spike is during the summer. People have some free time and they are you know, they, they're looking to start a business with their free time often. So those are the two business spikes. Now the end of the year is the biggest lull in our business. And I was, you know, we were in, it was, I think it was like August or something. It was going into a lull, it was, it was, you know, end of August or something, September. And we were going into a lull period. My sales were kind of dipping. My ads weren't working. My business had been completely based off of advertising and just the ROIs weren't there. Now, I was, I was taking inventory of everything in my business and I looked and I saw, okay, that I, I, we had some affiliates. I'd listed my product on ClickBank and I didn't know who these affiliates were. We had like 10, I don't know. And I said, who are these people selling my product? Like, they're getting sales, they're making up me money but I have no idea who they are, what they're doing and I started reaching out, just trying to analyze this little profit center of my business and That little profit center was just a minuscule fraction of sales. Once I started talking to those people, I realized there's a lot more like them. There's a lot more people who are looking for products to market. They just don't know about mine yet. So I thought, okay, I'm going to spend a little bit of my day. I never spend more than 20% on moonshot ideas. Keep it to 20%. I never spend more than 20% on a moonshot. On everything for me has got to be driven back to revenue and I messaged I don't know maybe 50 people and I got a couple people responding to me and I remember thinking to myself okay I messaged 50 people I got maybe like 10% response rate I said is this extensible and if I message more people will I you know will I make more you know will this response rate continue and will I make more money and I did that and I messaged about. Messaged about, let's say, 250 people that month and got, had some conversations, but nothing ever came of it. Right, I didn't make any money. Nobody started promoting my product immediately. But then I checked back the next month. And lo and behold, I had double the amount of affiliates promoting my product than from the previous month. And I thought to myself, hmm, some of those people actually might have started, they just didn't tell me. They started selling my product on the internet. And I realized that a lot of the affiliates, the way they work, because these are people that market my product on a commission-only basis, they're introverts. They don't like talking to people, but they're reading my messages. They're still reading them. And some of them are even taking action and marketing my product and just testing it out. They don't even want to talk to me about it, though, which is kind of weird, right? Because if you come from a sales background, you know, you'd know think people would be like, hey, man, high five, I just got a sale. But they weren't. So I said, okay, this works. I said, I'm going to try this another month, but instead of hitting up 250 people, I'm going to send a message to 500 people. And I saw, and I looked at the next month, and the next month, my base of affiliates doubled from 20 to like 30. So I'm more affiliates. And I thought, I'm on to something. And ever since then, I realized this is a key activity, and I would message 25 people a day, never outsource the work, because I think there's something meaningful coming from the business owner, Message 25 people a day. And I did that for months. And I just spent about an hour doing it. It doesn't take a lot of time. And that created my affiliates. So now I have over 100 affiliates getting sales of my product. We're paying out over $100,000 or almost $200,000 per month to affiliates of mine. And that has doubled my business. And now I don't even have to spend a dime on advertising anymore. And I still will get at least 30 to 40,000 visits to my website every single day. And it's purely driven by other marketers marketing my product.
0: All right. So let me, let's unpack this a little bit, right? So first of all, just so everybody understands you sell an information product yeah, it's and training it's an online marketing. training course about how to start your own business as yep. an affiliate marketer, right? So you teach that course, right? So what you did was you went out and found a bunch of affiliates who had been promoting other products, maybe similar to yours or in a similar market, yep. right? You got this big list of people, whether it be 50 or hundred or a couple hundred to start. And then you went out and you messaged them, right? You sent them a message. Now, what did, you, what did you use to message them? How did you reach out to them? What was the, did you use LinkedIn or email or what did you use to reach out to them?
1: So affiliates aren't using LinkedIn. Affiliate marketers don't put up a LinkedIn profile and say, you know, hey, you know, like I'm an affiliate because they're introverts,
0: right? They're introverts. Yeah, they're introverts. Yeah, they don't want to talk to people, right? They don't don't want to talk to people. They use
1: Skype. They use Skype. Skype and Facebook Messenger is what they use. So that's what I use to reach out to them.
0: So you you found those people on those platforms. You reached out to them through those platforms and you just kind of did a quick introduction and said, hey, my name is, you know, I see you're an affiliate. You know, I've got a cool product. Check it out. I mean, something similar to that, right? Obviously, I'm sure that it was better than that.
1: There's a key difference, though. I I, I, there there is a really key thing I realized early on that made a big difference is I always included a link to where they could do more research on their own. Right. I always included a link to what's called my JV page. Right. Because again, what I was realizing is there is a direct correlation between me sending out messages and people clicking on the link and they do all the research and i made that JV page really powerful it had a video message from me i said hey this is the highest converting product you're gonna make the most money from it and i included resources for the affiliates to just find all the information on their own because again i i I realized that they didn't want to ask me but if it was all laid out for them i said here are your email swipes if you have an email list send out these emails, use this link. I said, if you are a blogger, here is, you know, here, here is an overview. Here's a video. You know, most people give them review access. I said, I'm just going to do a video walking through my course so you can see it and you can screenshot this video. It's high res and you, you, you could use these images in your blog post that reviews my program. I did all the research for him. I gave him all the content for him. I said, you want to advertise my product on YouTube ads? I said, here are my numbers. We're doing this. We're spending, you know, we're spending $100,000, $200,000 a month on YouTube ads. And I said, "Here, here's what you target. Here's the ad to use. Here's the video file to download. I gave him everything. So they didn't have to message me back. All they had to do was click the link and they had everything they needed
0: to promote. So that's a big product. difference. That's important that you said that because you made it very easy for them do their research and to even test it, right? Because these affiliates, they're not probably not going to be all pot committed to you right from the get go. They're going to do a small test. They're going to say, all right, maybe I'll send an email out to a small portion of my list. Maybe I'll put it on a blog post and, or maybe I'll run a, you know, a hundred dollars or $200 worth of ads and see what converts. And if nothing converts, well then you know what, you know, I, I won't follow. But if it does convert, like he says, -hmm. Now we're gonna now we're gonna double down, right? But you made it easy for him with that JV page, right? Yeah. Cool. So I really like that. So now let me ask you this: So you put the list together. You did outreach. You did about twenty-five people a day. About ten percent of them would respond to you. So now you've got over a hundred affiliates, right? Now you got over a hundred affiliates promoting your products, driving traffic, and driving sales.
1: Now uh, getting sales, yeah. I've I've about fifteen. Sorry, about ten thousand. People actually send traffic to me every every month. Wow. About a hundred of those, one percent get get actual sales where we're paying them out.
0: Wow! What's your if you don't you don't need to tell me who, but what's your top affiliate bring in maybe on a monthly basis? What would be a good a reasonable number for a top affiliate?
1: Tens of thousands, maybe twenty. I mean, non promote like with when we do list promotions, mm-hmm. the top affiliate will bring in fifty thousand dollars in a month, but that's usually a one time thing. You know, right. somebody you know, some, some person with a big name, you know, Ryan Levesque or something will promote my product, but uh consistent affiliates, you know, 20, 20 some thousand dollars a month, just promoting my product.
0: Nice. So what's really cool is you're not only helping your business make money, but you're helping them make money. So it's a win-win, right? I mean, it it's is. huge. It I love that. Is, yeah. I love that. All right, cool. All right. Knowing what you know now mm. about that affiliate model and your cold outreach model and developing those relationships, what would you do different in order to get further faster in using that similar type of strategy.
1: Ooh. So what would I do different to get further faster?
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I know I know, going from 3 million to 7 million is pretty damn good. Going from, you know, yeah. getting 100 affiliates that you're paying on a monthly basis is pretty good. But I mean, we can always reverse engineer it and say, you know, there was some mistakes you made, some things you might do different. I might sure. change this. I mean, I'm just curious if there's anything to jump down. No, at that's at a great right? question.
1: This is something I've been thinking about recently, actually, and it's something I sorely need in my business. So I've always sucked at management. I'm not very good at management. I'm I'm just, you know, it's it's who I am, right? There's a reason I'm a solopreneur. I love travel. I love I love doing things on my own schedule. But I, I would find an opera, you know, I'm only I, I'd find an operations manager. I'd find an operation a marketing operations person sooner. And I'm we're laun- a side note is we're launching an infomercial soon. So I found there's a lot of ad ops people out there I didn't even know about, but they're in more old school industries like direct mail and infomercials and stuff like that. And they're they're contract for hire type people. So I'm I'm starting to figure this out. But I would have hired an ad ops person and so that instead of me having to worry about hiring and training people, I'd really just make one key hire and let them hire people on my business, hire and manage people for me. I think that would really grow the business. And I'd give them a little bit of equity and have them get skin in the game. Management has been a weak point, as I said, but getting a key person in place would have allowed me to grow my business a lot faster.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you can't do it all, right? Especially when you ha- when you're focused on a lifestyle type business where you do want to travel a little bit, and you do want to work from home or spend time with family and do those things. I mean, you know, you don't want to be working eighteen hours a day if your whole goal was to have a lifestyle business, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that probably. I, I'm is that so? Is that on the is that on the horizon here? So that's something you're going to be doing soon.
1: That's a great question. So the ad ops person is still like a contractor, and that's mm-hmm. for the infomercial side of my business. My goal is to get to 10 million in a year or just on track to 10 million and then hire, I will hire a full-time ad ops person. But yeah, that's kind of on my horizon. I believe it's not right now because I haven't hit those numbers, but we're, we're working. You know, Being lean has really forced me To, uh, you know, having being a solopreneur has forced me to use a lot of leverage points in my business. It's forced me to give up a lot of, you know, a lot of commission splits along the way, which is fine, but it's created a really lean business model that when I do start hiring, I think my business will just go to the moon once I figure out how to create a workforce and a work environment that allows us to just hire because we're so lean. We're, we're leaving a lot of money on the table with how I've done business so far.
0: Yeah, makes sense. All right, a couple last questions before we go. You sure. know, knowing what you know now, right? What's the biggest mistake you made <laughs> along the way since launching this whole affiliate, you know, info market, info product Oh, since market. launching the
1: info product. Obviously, yeah. the losing a million dollars of yeah. freaking you. <laughs> i was so (laughs) stupid man dude i I was like i was like 27 years old i thought i was the smartest guy in the world you thought you had it all figured out i had everything figured out i was you were gonna be a billionaire. i I don't even want to talk about that was definitely the stupidest thing but if we go into this business (laughs) i mean i I thought i was god's greatest gift to the world like i was i got slapped so hard and I had no idea about taxes either. So, like, I found out, like, my lawyers have been doing quarterlies based off of, like, my statements two year, like two or three years prior. So, like, not only did I end up losing a million that year, I ended up, like, owing, like, something like 300000 in back taxes. I was like, oh, it was, like, the worst wake-up call. And I had a, my first kid on the way. It was, like, that was the hardest time of my life. But in the info product business, I would say – The hardest time was after when I first started the business, right? I said I did a million dollars my first year, 2017. Now, most of that revenue, it was all, I was selling a low ticket product. I was selling a product for $47 a month recurring and almost, I'd say 80 or 90% of my customers I got in the first six months. And I had all this recurring revenue coming in from $47 a month. I thought I, I, and again, I got cocky and I thought it was cool. And I said, you know, I, I, and this quote got stuck in my head. I said, Elon Musk said something like, if you focus on solving million dollar problems, you'll become a millionaire. If you focus on solving billion dollar problems, you'll become a billionaire. I was like, I'm going to focus on a billion dollar problem. And I started, uh, I got, I got caught up. I was going to start my own, like, crypto decentralized learning platform certification system craziness and that i just blew all this money once again i spent about two hundred thousand dollars i hired data scientists i hired hackers i did crypto i did all this stuff i i hired people to put together ppm's paid placement memorandums i hired sales teams to sell my penny stock to raise money. I started spending all my time going to Silicon Valley pitch fests because I wanted to learn, I wanted to create a startup, right? And become a billionaire. And I just, you know, when I could have been scaling my business, I could have been actually making millions more. And that left me in a really bad situation at the end of 2017, because once again, my recurring revenue had started drying up and my business model didn't work as well because YouTube ads had gotten way more competitive from the beginning of 2017 to the end you don't see any people selling $47 courses on YouTube ads anymore because the biz it doesn't sustain it you have to sell higher priced courses you have to sell thousand dollars and up so so I went back to YouTube ads and it wasn't working and I was it, it, again I was having anxiety attacks and it really freaked me out and I had to reinvent my whole business once again and I had to create a higher priced product. I got rid of the 47 a month and I, I got a, uh, created a thousand dollar six week training course. And a few months later, everything started going good again. But that was a really trying time because again, I was, just my income dried up and I felt like I was starting from scratch again so not
0: only did you get slapped by the universe once on your big billion dollar startup idea you got yeah. slapped twice oh, dude I got slapped other time I got I got <laughs> slapped I got slapped another time too but we won't go into that but yeah yeah, yeah. I
1: mean man it's, it's been like it's been a rough road <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny well listen I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions we're gonna wrap it up for today it's been sure. great I really appreciate you being here One word answers, try to keep them short. What's your favorite growth tool or software? Maybe an app or a SaaS product or something you use to help you grow your business every day? You know what? I
1: want to just be, I want to be a nincompoop and just say it's just direct messaging, man. Like screw tools, just use direct messaging. But my favorite tool I would say is actually Google Sheets. I uh, time log myself every day and I put, I write down the time of when I start and stop an activity and then I write down the activity. And that's what I do every single day to make sure I don't get distracted by social media. But I also, what I also do is I put an asterisk next to each item that I can directly correlate to revenue driving activity. If I'm managing ads, if I'm tweaking my ads, that's a revenue driving activity. If I'm doing outreach, that's a revenue driving activity. I can directly say that that time is helping me make more money. But if I am, You know, if I am, uh, you know, doing something else, if I'm attending a conference or something for me, I can't chalk any of that time up to revenue driving activity. So for me, it's every business is going to vary, but I try to focus as much of my time as possible each day on revenue driving activities. And that's actually much harder than it sounds.
0: Yeah, you're 100% right what would be one book that you would recommend to my audience? What would be something that's maybe helped you along the way or that you think would uh, help the audience, you know, jumpstart their business?
1: I would say, uh, you know what, this, this is this is an oldie but a goodie, but it's the first book that comes to my mind, so I'm going to say it, which is The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho and actually read it. And the power of that book, I believe, is that it teaches you to be non-attached. It's non-attachment, not… It's about the journey because he starts all these things, but he doesn't let the problems that happen each step of the way hold him back. And he feels like he's making backwards progress, but he's really making progress the whole time. He ends up broke and all this stuff. And I believe that kind of, you know, holding, you know, if anybody's read the book, they'll know what I'm talking about. But being able to experience the world, the secret to happiness, which they go over in that book. It's a little mini story experience the world, but still holding what is true to yourself in the palm of your hand, being able to balance those two things, being able to hold your goals in your hand, but still experience the world and have fun at the same time. That balance, I believe, is a powerful thing that we should all strive for.
0: Love it. Well, listen, John, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about, you know, what you have going on, learn more about your course, connect with you on social. Maybe connect with you on Skype if they're an affiliate. Maybe you want to start promoting your product. But uh, let them know how they can reach out to you and we'll wrap it up for today.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I encourage everybody, anybody to sell my product. No, But uh, if you want to connect with me, connect with me via YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel, John, J-O-H-N, Crestani. That is C-R-E-S-T like the toothpaste, Crestani. A-N-I, like the bird. John Crestani, check me out on YouTube. I come out with videos five days a week talking about affiliate marketing, running an ad agency, you know, and just mindset stuff that I, stuff I get stoked about. So check me out there, drop me a message there, leave a comment.
0: All right, awesome. Well, we'll, I'll make sure I put that link in the show notes. And uh, I really appreciate you being here. Congrats on all the success. You know, hopefully, maybe next year, we'll have you back on and we'll see if you're able to hit that 10 million run rate. Yeah. And uh, check in on see how things are going, and then let's wrap it up for today. Appreciate you being here, John.
1: Thanks for having me. And I'll, I'll, I'll and just let you know I'll be on that runway pretty fast. If, if this infomercial works out, I'll hit that by the end of January. So uh, talk you, you want want to talk to me sooner than later. If I don't, yeah, I'll we can just... talk
0: about that. We'll talk about the <laughs> infomercial strategy that you're using. Awesome. All right, sure. listen, I'd love to hear what you learned, and maybe next year we'll talk a little bit more about that. For sure. Have an awesome day, buddy. You too. Take her Thanks. easy.